Welcome to the Industrial Entrepreneur Podcast, where we talk about how to grow an industrial business, make more money, and the many failures and lessons learned along the way. I'm your host, Luke Binden, and I co-own a small manufacturing business. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Warren Buffett once said, the single most important decision in evaluating a business is pricing power. And this is probably something that you're not thinking enough about. The psychology behind pricing and the way that we perceive value from products that we buy is very intriguing to me. And I think it's something that we discredit over the long term of our business and don't focus enough on. Um, The idea that we understand exactly how each of our buyers thinks about spending their company's money, assuming this is a B2B setting, is probably unfounded because a lot of those ideas, opinions they have are formed with their own personal finances, not necessarily the company's finances. The psychology behind money is so complicated and pricing is just so complicated and hard to understand for most people that they don't ever try to test an experiment to see if their own assumptions and ideas about what they should sell their product at are actually not true. Okay, so a few caveats here. When I'm talking about pricing, I'm not necessarily talking about commodity type pricing. Uh, Commodity products are pretty straightforward to price and you generally are not able to (laughs) set the market price of something. Uh, Customers will probably just go somewhere else to buy it if it's a commodity and it's too high. And there's not a lot of wiggle room there. You're mostly probably trying to figure out how to lower your cost. So... Back to the Warren Buffett quote that I had at the beginning. Let's take an example company. Uh, They sell a product for $100, costs them $70 to make, and think about if they decided, okay, we're going to increase our price by 10% and sell this product for $110 now. So all we did is increase our prices 10%. Now, the result that that has on your profit is different than 10%. Uh, Your profit increases by 33% because it goes from $30 on that original profit, the $100 minus the 70, it goes from $30 to $40, which is a 33% increase in profit. That's substantial. Just from increasing your price by 10%, which for most industrial businesses could just be a, you know, rep commission that they're building in, or my favorite, is I listen to this guy called Roland Frazier and he goes around buying um, old businesses that are, you know, boring businesses that have been around for a long time, your plumbers, your electricians, and he takes them and flips them. And the way that he does it normally is he goes in and just raises their prices. And he gave a story about a guy that was a plumber that hadn't raised his prices for his plumbing service for 10 years. And if you think just about inflation, you're already sitting way below where you need to be, but he hadn't raised his prices in 10 years. So he went in, raised the prices 15%. And I mean, like the example we just gave increased profit by a quite substantial amount, and then was able to flip that business for double the amount that he bought it for within two or three years. So pricing is probably the most important tool in our tool belt when it comes to growing our business, being more profitable, making more money. Um, It's something that we really need to understand and take a look at. 
So some of the quick wins that you can have when thinking about, okay, how do I raise my prices or just, you know, make more money from the products I'm already selling? Um, first step would be to do a competitive analysis. So if your products are um, just as good or better than your competitors and you find out through research that your competitors are selling their products for, you know, 10, 15, 20% more than you, then you already have a good reason to pump your prices up. Second one would be, you know, talk to your customers, say, Hey, what would you pay for this? Like how much value do you get out of this? What's the max price that I could charge you that you would still pay for this? And you can only do this with your really, really good customers. You know, the ones that you might text <laughs> whenever you talk to them or, or communicating with them. These are the kind of guys that you want to reach out to and ask like, Hey, what, what would you guys end up paying for this? And a lot of times it might be higher than what you actually are expecting. The third way to get an easy win on raising your prices would be use inflation as sort of your excuse, but also a justification. You know, if inflation is going crazy, then your cost of goods are going up. Your margins are shrinking. It's time to raise your prices. So if customers come to you and say, Hey, you know, you raised your prices on this certain product. We'll say, yeah, inflation's going crazy. You pay more for your eggs than you used to. Just the same with our stuff. The cost of goods are going up. And you know, you, you might find that customers aren't necessarily caring about what the price of your product is within reason. Um, when it comes to you changing the prices a little bit now, I wouldn't recommend that you double your prices all of a sudden, but you know, people aren't necessarily overly concerned with how much something costs, especially in a B2B uh, situation. So the actual psychology behind what a customer is willing to pay for your product, I would say has two factors. One would be obviously the company's standard practices, you know, their research, what they're willing to pay for something. And then also it might be the person who makes the decision their idea and core beliefs about money that might not even stem from the business that they're running or the business that they operate in. But a lot of times that opinion is formed through just their own personal finance. And if they're a penny pincher personally, then they're probably going to be a penny pincher when it comes to buying stuff for their business. So just something to keep in mind that not necessarily all of the uh, pushback that you might have is coming from their business case, their business equation. When they look at it, it's probably coming from just their habitual tendencies to want to control costs, which is very natural and very human. The other very interesting psychological benefit of raising your prices is that customers tend to value your product more when it costs more or they put more of their own ego into valuing your product. So if you think about this on like a consumer level, if you buy a really expensive car, uh, clothes, wine, whiskey, uh, or a watch, if you pay a lot of money for those items, you're much more inclined to tie your ego and your expectations of how much you value the product or how much it's worth just because how much money you paid for it. So we can use this psychology to our advantage because we know that the higher something is priced, the more naturally people feel that that product or that service is going to be better. 
and thinking long term, the more you pay for something, the more likely you are to take care of it. So if you're dealing with a lot of customers beating up your equipment and you're getting some bad reviews or people are sending in, you know, things to get repaired or recalibrated all the time, then if you raise your prices, they're going to be more likely to take good care of it because it's now the more, you know, expensive thing, don't screw this up type of psychology. So that's even good on the back end of things. But of course, we always have to keep in mind that pricing or competitor pricing is just one piece of the pie. Of course, you have your value proposition of the product that you're selling. And I would say that different is better than better in this scenario when we're talking about pricing things apples to oranges instead of apples to apples. You don't want to be exactly lined up with all the features and benefits of your customer's product. You want to be different so that there's not a apples to apples comparison on price. Uh, of course, you have total cost of ownership, the trust that the customer has in you. Um, you might already be on the vendor list. That <laughs> comes into play a lot of times for our business. We're just already set up on the vendor list. It might have taken a year and a half to get set up. So you have an advantage. Um, you might be more responsive. You might have a better past tr uh, track record. And then there's also the more intangible benefit of your brand power. And I would say that you measure your brand power or brand strength by your ability to price above the market and then keep having people buy after that. And since pricing is the strongest lever on profits, building brands creates outsized returns in the end. So always think about, hey, how can I increase my brand image, brand trust, and build that over a long enough time horizon? Real quick, guys, if you like this type of content, feel free to leave me a review down below. Uh, it really helps reach more people and hopefully spread a message worth spreading. I started this podcast because I wanted to help other entrepreneurs grow their businesses and also find other like-minded people that want to collaborate later on in our careers. So you can find me at LinkedIn at Luke Benden. Thanks for watching. Catch you on the next one. Bye.